0: Hello and welcome to Thrown In at the Deep. Ah, Fuck me, shallow end.
1: (laughs) After a great start.
0: Welcome to Thrown In at the Shallow End. I'm your host Robert McGinn, and joining me today is Chris Sherlock.
1: Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah,
0: happy to have you. Uh, so, uh, opening night jitters. I don't really understand, but um, suppose we just get on with it then. I suppose. Um, yeah, I
1: guess so. Let's dive in at dive in. Shallow End.
0: <laughs> hey. hey. Um. What? So, what was the album? well, we're doing an album. Uh, what was the album you asked me to listen to?
1: Uh, so I asked you to listen to "From Mars to Sirius" by Gojira. Good. Uh,
0: I I did listen to the right one. Good, good, good.
1: <laughs> I mean, the well, I'll save opinions when we really get into it. But I think they're all quite good, personally. So okay. they wouldn't have mattered.
0: I also now know how to pronounce Gojira, which is good because I was completely—I had no idea how I was going to try and say it—and that's why I let you introduce it. Um, <laughs> Wise. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I suppose the uh, first question would be, why was that the album that you asked me to listen to?
1: Uh, well, so you asked me if I could think of a good sort of death metal album to uh, introduce you to.
0: Yeah, well, that was, and, that was, that was, that was more of a suggestion, though, because it was just, that's, you were known as Metal Chris at university, so... That is true, that was, was my nickname. That was your thing, but I would yes. have accepted anything, but that was my assumption going forward.
1: Yeah, no, it just, it, uh, it sounded like an interesting idea, so I thought that would be something interesting for uh, you to try out, and uh, I, saw, I was torn between a couple of different albums that I'm not necessarily the most knowledgeable in death metal ever, so people will probably argue that uh, oh, my choices sure wouldn't be death metal, but oh,
0: The fact that we've started classifying what kind of genre it is, is gonna... <laughs> it's is going to it's lucky this is episode one, we're not gonna have a huge fan base yet.
1: Yeah, that's true. But (laughs) I, I eventually whittled it down to two albums, and I thought that this album would be a better sort of introduction to what can be classed as death metal, Mm. Uh, because I know it can be quite abrasive on a first listen to people if they're not necessarily in the right mindset for it or what have you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was. um, I did actually go and listen just uh, briefly to the other album that you suggested,
1: which. Oh yes. Which was. uh, The Satanist by Behemoth. Yeah, that, um, uh,
0: you made made the right choice out of those two, I think.
1: Yeah, I thought that would be the case, yeah.
0: That wasn't, it wasn't like immediately switch it off, but it was definitely, definitely the deeper end. Let's just sticking with the theme. Yes.
1: Um, I agree.
0: (laughs) Okie dokie. Um, so I suppose you sort of, um, showed your hand slightly beforehand, but I so take it that you enjoy the album, at least a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't have recommended it to you if I didn't at least enjoy it to some level.
0: That's that's a fair point,
1: yeah. Because it, I feel like it would be a bit of a weird one if I just said, here, listen to this album. God, isn't it rubbish? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, I suppose I quite happily could have done that, but I thought I'd give you one that I actually do enjoy.
0: Yeah. Okay, then. I mean, that's a fair point. Uh, I suppose I'll show my hand as well at this point. I really enjoyed it as well. It was a oh, really, really relief. good album because it was, but, it was a, um, the entire time I remember thinking it, and we were, I think it was going to have a quick run through the individual tracks as well. Sure. Yeah. But the entire time I was listening to it, I was thinking, this is exactly what I wanted on the podcast. Oh, that's good. Because it was like you have hit the nail right on the head. Cause I was a sh- I, I could imagine some people would have just gone, here's my favorite thing from this genre. And yeah. it might have been something like The Satanist. And I would have gone, oh no. Yes. Yeah, yes. But there are so many minutes, so many moments in this album that I just thought this is amazing. There are a few moments where I went, "Oh, that's very abrasive," and that's very what I was yes. expecting. But then there are a lot of moments where they were really pulling me back in.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair point as well because they don't. They do have a lot of moments where. Well, I mean, one of the tracks of it's called "The Heaviest Matter of the Universe." It's kind of a clue to the sort of music. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I know we're going to do the more in-depth track, but they do have these nice sort of more calm mellow points, more melodic parts in it. Yeah, they uh, really do. Which I think just makes it a really nice sort of introductionary album to someone who doesn't necessarily know, but also a really solid album. Mm. Just overall.
0: Yeah. There was um Well, there was one thing I noticed, and I can imagine you being a drummer, this might have played quite <laughs> largely into it, but I imagine you really like the drums in this.
1: I do, yes. yeah, Yes, I do. Because
0: that was a big takeaway for me, was just how good the drummer sounds on this.
1: He's a, he's really, really good. And I've seen Gojira live a couple of times now. Um, and every time I see them, I just have to watch him, partly because I am a drummer, so I enjoy watching other drummers play. Mm. But just he just seems to be able to do things that I wouldn't ever be able to do. He just seems to have this amazing technicality and groove that... Just fits perfectly into the songs.
0: Yeah. I mean, groove is, I think, the key word that we're going to come back to quite a lot in the album
1: review. Yes. Because yeah. it was
0: something I took away from. Like, a lot of what I wanted to do with the podcast was to break down my very ignorant, uh, preconceived notions about what, about, about everything, really. And in particular, yeah. death metal, I had always assumed it's just blast beats, screaminess, l- l- tremolo picking, moshiness. I mean, if there is a lot of that. Uh, true, true. <laughs> but there was a lot of things where it was just like, "Ah, oh, this is a really good, great groove." And a lot of the times, I could visualise the audience in a in a gig yes. just headbanging to it. It would be amazingly good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay,
0: so we could uh, move on to the track by track review if you'd like. Yeah, let's go for it. Okey dokey. Um, opens with Ocean Planet. Yes, which is a great opener. Yeah. I really like that.
1: It is, yeah. So Ocean Planet, I think the first time I saw them was the song they opened the uh, concert with. Uh. And it's just, it's such a good way to sort of throw you into it because the opening grooves, the drums are so heavy, the riffs so sort of, it chugs away and it just really pulls you in. Yeah, And it's, it's a very trademark Gojira song because it's got a lot of the techniques that you find throughout a lot of their songs. Like a lot of the sort of Pinch harmonic-y things. Yeah, I can't think what the right word for them is because they're not quite pinch harmonics. But so sort of I might be doing slides...
0: ep- I might be doing an episode with Dave at one point and ask him if he he'll know because guitar. Yeah, name. he'll he'll definitely know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's the um. Yeah, I mean, looking at just some of the notes I made listening to it, and every time everything is just like it's a great groove on that riff at the intro, and then it yes. keeps it changes up a few times to different musical styles. Yeah, and each one of them works really well. It's a good change. And the outro especially. I really like the vocals and the outro, the big sort of epic opening uh, yeah. to the album that it gives.
1: Yeah. And uh, I don't know how much you read into the album. Um, so it's a kind of concept album about... like,
0: I, I browsed the Wikipedia page. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, it's quite nice to sort of set that scene as well. And uh, the band themselves are quite... They're quite active about uh, whale conservation and environmentalist issues, mm. so it sort of it amalgamates in this album, I would say.
0: I mean, it was um, it was something I did read when you when you first suggested it. I did Google them quickly and I did see like, okay, oh yeah, it's like the um, like progressive death metal, so uh, progressive death metal environmentalism. That's and that it, yeah. d- d- does make you like, oh, all right, that, yeah. It's just hmm.
1: a, it's a bit out there, <laughs> yeah.
0: But then you listen to it and go, oh, okay.
1: Now I understand, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It really does come off very well. And the album artwork, I'm te- very, very tempted to get, like a looking to getting a cheap vinyl of it, because that artwork
1: is lovely. It is. I've, we'll come on to it a bit later, but I found it funny that when you were saying, I'll give you an album that's sort of tangentially related for me to try out, yeah. uh, the album artwork for your album was more sort of what I would class as death metal-y. Than the one that I've got, which <laughs> amused me,
0: it's like a light, little beige planet with an a whale on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, you normally see sort of lots of dark colours, words that you can barely read, and sort of these <laughs> strange. I do like those ones, yeah. visceral pictures, and I just thought my one's nothing like that, and yours is absolutely like that. It's just a really strange thing to have happened.
0: Yeah, and then well, we'll get onto it anyway. Yeah, as you say, yes. Um, yeah. So that it goes into uh, backbone. Yep which uh written here, stomping is just the first word that I've written. <laughs> <It's a> very, <laughs> yeah. Very, this is, for the next few tracks, or at least the next two, are more in line with what I anticipated.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's a fair point.
0: I still like them. Don't get me wrong, it was, if you just showed me these two songs, I'd be less inclined, but in the context of the album, yeah. I do quite like them. Uh, two points that I have raised on for both tracks, I've sort of I'm gonna, unless you have any objection, I'm gonna sort of slam Blackbone and from the sky together.
1: That's they, fun. Yeah, they <laughs> run together
0: in my head quite a bit. Is the um yeah. I oh might, I'll separate them a bit, but the uh, the drumming on that is particularly uh, prominent. So like the blast yes. beats that I noticed in Backbone.
1: Yeah.
0: Unless it's like a pinch harmonic thing where it's not technically a blast beat and I got it wrong, but
1: no, no, I um, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. still quite a fair bit of melody running through it as well, which is what I was a bit well. Again, going back to my preconceived notions, that I was a bit surprised at how much melody and how much how catchy it was, for want of a better word.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the nice things as well is that they just, although they are very this heavy band who make these heavy songs about environmentalist issues, sometimes they do still have these catchy hooks or catchy riffs that will just keep you in. Mm. Because I know like you say, I've introduced Gojira before, not in the context of an album. And I have just picked my favourite songs, which sometimes are the heavier ones with less of this melody in it. And you can see people are just like, right, okay, yes, they've got this groove going and it goes and it goes and it goes. But I think it's interesting that you say that you just, if I'd have given you those two songs, you'd have been sort of not bothered a bit, turned off by it. But in the context of the album, you get it. And I think that's just really nice.
0: Hmm. Well, they're sort of, they're sandwiched between the very sort of groovy opener and then yeah. u- Unicorn, which follows, which is the instrumental piece. Is that instrumental, yeah. Unicorn? It is an instrumental, yes.
1: I've written it Really here, nice. Little, just, yeah, it's like a little melodic interlude before uh, it all starts back up again.
0: Oh, and it does start back up again, doesn't it? It does. It <laughs> um, does very
1: much start back up again.
0: With uh, Where Dragons Dwell. Yes. This is the, this is the start I was expecting but that I still really really liked. So it's a was it a nice swing into the uh it's like a hard double bass sort of pickup. The double bass yeah. on this album is very very impressive.
1: Oh yeah, the man's an absolute machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I, I feel like I'm just going to keep repeating myself yeah. because it's always just like yes, I, I really love the grooves in it. It's just, it's just such a strong Song in the context of the album.
0: I think we are going to like whistle yeah. through most of the songs because we don't want to keep repeating yeah. ourselves. And we also want to leave it up to the listener to, uh, actually go out and check some of it out themselves, I think, as well.
1: That's true, yeah. yeah.
0: Although one thing I did note about Where Dragons Dwell, there's an odd sort of, um, it starts fading out, like, about a minute from the intro, the outro, which I thought was a bit mm. odd.
1: Yeah, I think, I don't know why that's done. I mean, this is the level of,
0: critique I'm bringing to the album. It's clearly sure. doing something very very good. If I'm going, oh that fade out was a little bit premature.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know why that's so long. I don't know whether it's this sort of to sort of calm it before they throw you in again or whether in the context of the concept album that they were building. Mm. Because truth be told, the lyrics are probably the bit I listen to the least. I tend to find, particularly the drumming, I would listen to the most, but I listen to more of the music.
0: That is interesting to hear, because I, I had sort of planned that, and there's something I'm going to bring up later. Okay, sure. Mainly really because I, 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 when I first experienced it, I listened to it uh, with these lyrics up, and I read through them as I was listening to the album. Uh, but yeah, but then we go on to the uh, the heaviest matter of the, of the universe, as you mentioned before. Yeah. And that, <laughs> it lives up to its name. That, it does,
1: it. yeah, it does. It's it the first riff when it comes in, just with them absolutely pounding every drum, absolutely smashing through the guitars, the bass really heavy. It's just it lives up to its name. It really does.
0: Uh it's got the one band that I've got had a bit of experience with, but I kept hearing popping up, especially when one of them starts singing, I don't know which one, but Mastodon mm-hmm. I heard a bit of in this track. Yeah,
1: Yeah, there is that sort of link, yeah, when um when they start doing the sort of more melodic vocals, the less harsh, growly vocals. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've also just... One of the notes I've written is, those blast beats.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's just common throughout the album, but especially on the heaviest matter of the universe, it's just... It's so constant. It, really, it just keeps yeah. going. It really lives up to its name.
0: <laughs> that was... um. Well, was I was going to say that was one of the highlights of the album for me, but... I think hmm. it, it might be slightly overshadowed by. I think might well, instead of saying it's one of the highlights, it's where the album really kicks into gear for me. Yeah, where because uh, then it f- goes into Flying Whales. Yeah, which is a a weird song lyrically, but musically... It is a weird song. It's so good.
1: Yes, I mean Flying it's, Whales well, it's, is my favourite on the album. I think
0: it's ooh, probably my second favourite, but yeah. Um We'll okay, that. that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, but it's so... I mean, I've just... In, again, I'm going to refer to my notes. Uh, the all caps. Uh, This intro is so good. Just in <laughs> yes. all caps, scrawl underneath Flying Whales. Yeah. And it's so, the, the intro... Just because it's so calm and restrained uh, in the intro.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: When I went in going like, oh, it's going to be death metal kind of stuff. And then yeah. just heard that.
1: Yeah, it's like a sort of... I think it's two minutes of just this calm melodic riff going, and they've got the sounds of whales going over the top of it. It's just, it's nice and peaceful, but then I think that really helps when the next riff comes in. Which it goes to a
0: great stomping riff out of that very slow build up.
1: Yeah. It's Uh, one of these things. There's a good video. where they played the a show at Brixton, they've recorded it for a DVD, and when that riff starts up, you just see everyone just really get energetic and start bouncing, <laughs> and it's...
0: This is, yeah. they, are, they are a band, you can visualise the live concert going amazingly well. Yeah. it's. Have you ever heard of an album called uh, uh, Elias of Hillow* by John Anderson? I, ha- I haven't, no. it's It reminded this, not musically, it's nothing musically like it, but it had that sort of space travel flight thing. And it yeah. it was an odd thing that it reminded me of you know, the lead singer of Yes, his first solo album. And <laughs> okay. Gojira sort of came together in this one moment. And then, but musically, it's so different, but everything's connected in that weird way.
1: Yeah, I guess that they have got the progressive influences, they really which do, you yeah. can hear throughout. So it's not a million miles away that they might have heard that Yes album. Or...
0: Possibly, yeah. Not the
1: Yes album, but his album. So th- there's definitely influences that you could trace back way, way into sort of the earlier progressive influence and early death metal, anything like that.
0: And yeah, just yeah. the whole the way the whole track moves from section to section, and then it reprises that. That bit is and it just goes out on that. It's amazingly good. Flying Wales was a real standout track, and if anyone is listening yeah. and thinks, "Oh, should I get into the album?" That is, I would say that's the album. That's the song to check out from the album.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I'd agree with that. Mm. If you want just the visceral heaviness, go for the heaviest matter of the universe. If you want something that encompasses the entire sound, I'd go for Flying Whales.
0: Okay, yeah, I I would agree with that as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we go into track eight, uh, "In the Wilderness." Yep. That, it's cool, actually. I can't... My handwriting's... Terrible. It is in the wilderness,
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've got the track list up on the screen next to me, so I can see as you're going through.
0: I've got my handwritten notes, and I... Oh, I've... I'm terrible at handwriting. Anyway, the... Um, what we written here? So this is where I think the environmental sort of message really starts coming forward, because it's been peppered throughout. Yeah. Uh, but it's really, really in the forefront in this one.
1: Yeah, I think... Yeah, from track eight to the end, really, is where it really starts to be this very sort of Mm. environment-conscious storyline. So I think the first couple of tracks is this world's creation and things happening within it. Um, And then I think the heaviest mass of the universe I did actually read the lyrics for. And uh, someone made the comparison that it's like astral projection, I think it was. So someone waking up and seeing the world's going to become this horrendous wasteland if they don't do anything about it. Okay. And that's where it really starts to come in with In the Wilderness, where this is starting to come true, perhaps.
0: Okay. Because I I think I missed the broader, overarching concept. Yeah. I I picked up that every song was related, and it related back to this message, but I don't think I I followed the the narrative through. I'll need to go back and look for that now, actually.
1: Yeah. I think it's one of those things where unless you're specifically searching for it, you don't necessarily immediately pick up on it because each of these songs bar a couple could quite happily stand alone.
0: Yeah, exactly. They they really do. Um yes. which is actually gonna be quite different to what we're gonna look at later on.
1: But Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, so it was the uh the little nice bending riff they have in this track as well, I I made a note of.
1: Yeah. And they, that's just the that's what I would classify as a classic Gojira technique that they use quite a lot. Uh, and you okay. can always tell that it's a Gojira riff because they have these sort of, the bending patterns or slides that end on these pinchy, harmonics, something or others that Dave will know the correct word for.
0: And then we move on to um, World to Come, track nine. Yep. It's got a real cool, uh, the, the riff at the intro I really liked with the sort of the ringing out uh, open strings at the top, so yeah. chords moving and pedals and all that weird musical stuff.
1: Yeah, I have to admit, World to Come is probably my—I say least favorite—but in the grand scheme of it, that's putting them all quite high, and this that's one just true. happens to be at the bottom of it. It's not for any reason in particular. I just personally, it doesn't stand out as much as the other ones to me. I can always think of something in each song that. I can think, ah, yeah, that's really good in that bit, whereas World to Come, it just seems to be the midpoint between the build-up and the big ending of the album, to me.
0: Okay, yeah, its position isn't the... It's come out of some very, very good tracks. It's about to go into the outro. Its position's a bit odd. I really like the music of it, at the very least. Like Some Mm. great, great riffs in there. I've written Mastodon again. I've heard quite a bit in that. Yeah, But yeah, certainly, uh, like you say, A bit out of place but it's still a really solid track it is and that's the
1: thing like i say although i call it my least favorite it's still a good track
0: you're gonna get that with these sorts of albums i think yeah because i mean i'll show my hand at this point i there's no song on here i'm gonna go this was terrible it was awful that's good (laughs) but then we move on to um i'll join them together from mars to sirius so tracks 10 and 11 yeah, And this is arguably what I would call my favourite track, if I'm allowed to group them together.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it, it sort of leads quite nicely into each other. Mm. So, And the album name is from Master Series. Yeah. so but that, yeah, that, I'll let you.
0: That intro is just the, again, going back to what I was expecting going into the album. Yeah. And then you have something like that, which is a very very subdued, finger-picked not quite clean, but very very subdued guitar piece, yeah. That was really really good, and then it yeah. merges lovely into this. It's not like a seamless transition. It's no, it, it, it just
1: it comes in and it hits hard,
0: yeah. And it's uh, again the drums. Obviously, there's some cool breaks in it. There's, what's it, it, it is mainly just. I really like the way that two parts work together, but they do. Juxtapose one another in the same sort of way, that one's very quiet and yeah. restrained, one's very heavy and intense, but they work wonderfully together.
1: That's right, yeah. And I think, I remember reading some, uh, and I might just be paraphrasing beyond all recognition at this point, that when they were naming these two songs, they were saying, well, Mars is normally sort of this more, well, in mythology, it's the god of war. Yeah. So to have it be this really calm song that then leads in to Sirius, which is the more calm in mythology. I and they sort of put that they've flipped it on its head. really good. Yeah, it's oh. just one of these interesting little things that, again, I had to go and search that out to see if I could find something interesting to talk about because it's not something <laughs> I necessarily, you know, knew instantly and went, ah, I've made this connection. But as soon as you think about it, you go, oh, yeah, that's really clever. That makes loads of sense.
0: I, I made the connection of Mars being war and Sirius being peaceful. But I didn't think, but they flipped it musically. Yeah. That really, Ah, that's good. That's clever. Well done. (laughs) Good job, (laughs) Gojira. You have my blessing. (laughs) (laughs) And then we move into the album outro, uh, Global Warming. Yes. Which, as as titles go, it's more on the nose than a lot of the others. Yeah, I wonder what
1: they could be talking about. Yeah.
0: It was sort of like they've done the whole album, and at the end, it's just sort of like, it's global warming, all right? Just get it. It's global warming. It's about environment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is quite funny that with other songs they have on other albums, they've got ones like Toxic Garbage Island, which like, hmm, I wonder what this could possibly be about. And you read it, it's sort of this pollution thing. You go, ah, I never would have got that. But there's always at least something that's about their environmentalism. In there, and I think it's really good.
0: I think it's very admirable that they evidently feel so passionate about it. And they they present it in a way that I think it's rarely seen. Because it's, yeah. you hear it and you associate it with some long-haired, smelly man with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> yeah. And not like, oh, I look after the planet. Now watch me shred this blast beat. Yeah.
1: And Global Warming is quite an interesting song as well, because... You sort of you get this stereotypical idea of death metal songs being these dark and broody and miserable lyrics about horrible things. And then global warming, even though the start of the song it's about how they're destroying the earth as humanity and he hates it and wants to try and solve it, it ends on this really optimistic note where he's saying, like, Well, future generations know this is bad, they're gonna fix it and we'll see them Standing on this new world where they've learned from our mistakes. Yeah, it's just this nice, optimistic note to end on.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the closing line, isn't it? I can't remember what it, but we will see our children grow, or something to that extent. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is a nice way. To, it wraps it up nicely, and it is a really wh- good way to end the album. It's yeah. It, it, looking at the album, there is, it is just a very well structured album.
1: It's yeah. Going,
0: going back to global warming because I've just written again in all caps and larger font riff omg because that intro riff <laughs> is amazing i love that so much. yes
1: yeah
0: uh, it's a very well done but yeah the fade out and the closing and it goes to a nice little clean section at the end yeah. really really well put together album
1: yeah and it includes i can't remember exactly what the line is because i, I can't remember the lyrics but there's something where he's saying like people feel this feeling of hate and it's inside me and I hate it. And yeah. When he like, he's screaming and I hate it, you can just hear the emotion in it that he's just he just hates this state of being where we're all sort of fighting in this global warming stuff. And it just, yeah, it's just a really strong, positive message that just, I think, really makes it stand out.
0: Yeah, and this is what I, this, that's a good little segue into back, back into the summary of the album as a whole, is that it's yeah. really went against my expectations of what death metal, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna call it death metal just for this, just yeah. the, just for ease of talking, but it was just, like, I wasn't expecting that sort of level of optimism from this kind yeah. of music. Yeah. And I, I, I wanna thank you for submitting this album because it was a really, really good choice. Because I was kind of, it was kind of worried that I'd have. Like I've been when I, when I tried to get into it before. Um, one of the albums that was suggested was Damnation by Opus. Yes, yeah. And the problem with that suggestion was that it is just a completely radical departure for Opus. It's it's essentially it is, like a yeah. Stephen Wilson album that Opus <laughs> had to do, and I liked yeah. it because I like that kind of music. But then when I went to, I don't know. Blackwater Park or something like that. It was more, more yeah. jarring, because I was expecting it. Like, oh, that's what the sound like. Oh, no. Yeah. But this, because yeah. it, it still has all those elements. It has the blast beats. It has the tremolo binging. It has the growling and the screaming, all that gubbins. It really, really... I'm interested to go and find more albums in this genre now. Yeah. Even if you go and, uh, individual songs or anything like that.
1: Yeah. And if you're enjoying this Gojira album, I'd definitely check out the rest of their back catalogue because there's a nice range where some of it's a lot more the heavier side. More recently, their most recent album, Magma, is a lot on the melodic side. Okay. And they've just got this nice sort of... They're the- not afraid to try and go one way or the other or mix it up. And it always just seems to hit the nail on the head,
0: yeah. I find. Okay, I mean, and they've also definitely moved onto my list of bands to see live one day as well, because that looks like that would be an amazing gig.
1: Yeah, it's like I say, I've seen them a couple of times now, and they just—they're one of these bands that they always seem to be just completely on the money live. Mm. Like everything is just flawless. Whoever they have that does their live sounds needs an absolute—they need medals upon medals because (laughs) they sound so good live. And. Yeah, it's just it's an experience to be there. I think is the best way to describe it. <laughs> but maybe stay out of the pits because I'd come off very badly bruised when I go in. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but you mentioned um, that you are more more inclined to listen to the music than you are to the lyrics. You're, that, that's more what draws you towards it. Yeah, and it was um, because as I say I was reading the lyrics as I was going through, and I do think they've written the album very well. They've got some very very good points in it. Hmm. And they're French as well, so like bilingual English not being their first language. It's a very, very impressive, it's very impressive what they've done.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but I thought it would be fun to pick out some of their lyrics. Okay. And, um, I've also mixed a few that I've written in there as well. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so um, let's just see if you can guess what's the actual Gojira lyric and which one I've just made up. So just, oh, no. uh, just like an example, <laughs> um, Imprisoned, I live death like sickening. <laughs> this, is just, this is just an example. This is like I'm, go with I'm your already. Go, go your I'm
1: going to go with Gojira. That on is that Gojira.
0: One. Um, oh, sunshine, good. lollipops, and rainbow. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together.
1: I'll, I'll say you wrote that one.
0: <laughs> I, 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 it's a pop song, but yeah, it's not. It's not Gojira. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. dokey, So uh, let's go for one. Um, uh, roots to branches, soil to sky, cycle never ending.
1: I'll say that's a Gojira. One.
0: Wrong. That was me. Really. Um, crave affection, love, and courage.
1: Again, I think that could be Gojira.
0: That is Gojira. Well done. I thought that was. I thought yeah. that would be a a, a puzzler. That one.
1: Yeah, but this is like what I was saying earlier. Although the this death metal band, they do have these optimistic lyrics in it sometimes, and well, that's not necessarily optimistic in the grand scheme of it, but it's not necessarily what you'd expect.
0: Yeah, that might 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 ruin the point of this game now, actually, if that's...
1: <laughs> well... No, Again, clearly... It
0: comes from the idea of, I was expecting, like, kill them, bleed the eyes, all that sort of stuff. Sure. Bleed sure. the <laughs> eyes? Uh, but, you know, that sort of... Um, that stuff. And then you get... Um, Something like living respectful low your axe and learn from the trees.
1: Uh, was that a Gojira
0: one? That was a Gojira one, yes. Yeah. I thought I was going to try to double bluff you there by setting that sentence. <laughs> up. Um, okay. Stars align, planets call, and I can't see the difference.
1: Uh, this is just really bad for me now because they all sound <laughs> like they could be Gojira lyrics to so the point. So- I'm gonna say you wrote that one.
0: He's on fire. He's on fire.
1: That was tough, though.
0: Um, A love for mother, the earth surrounding, respect and honour for all of days.
1: Oh, uh, Gojira!
0: That was me, I'm afraid.
1: Oh. We've got very good at writing Gojira lyrics, <laughs> it's, it, or at least what I think they are. It, it,
0: it, it helps when it's sort of like doesn't need to grammatically make sense because they're not writing in their native language.
1: That's true. Yes, <laughs> uh,
0: dolphins from upper space are in front of me. They in present they dwell.
1: Uh, I think that's one of yours.
0: That's Gojira, I'm afraid. Is it really? That is from I think global warming.
1: I didn't know oh, okay. You.
0: Those were all the ones I had, anyway. But
1: Yeah. I was just, it's because it sounded on a similar vein to Flying Whales, so I thought you'd just taken it and made it dolphins <laughs> instead. But, no. oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
0: It's the... Um, you got four out of six,
1: if I counted that's that That's better than I was expecting. Yeah,
0: fair enough. I was expecting that to go much worse. Okay, okay. But that's, so, yeah, that's um, from Master Sirius by Gojira. Uh, I really liked it.
1: I'm so glad. Yeah, I did I'm- sort of worry that it would still be a bit too on the heavier side for you and that it would
0: No you've you've really split the uprights on this one. It was really exactly what I was looking for with this kind of podcast. So you Oh that's good. You've set a an impressive uh an impressive precedent to follow. So
1: <laughs> I'm sure other people will manage to do just as well. Oh you've been too much. He says bragging slightly <laughs>
0: <laughs> so after you've shown me um from Master Sirius by Gojira, I asked you to listen to Murder of the Universe by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard.
1: Yes, you did. Who I understand you'd not heard before? i have never heard of them before. Right. Never heard anything by them before. You've evidently
0: not been following my Facebook feed because that's been like my last year. Because <laughs> yeah. they are, I, as far as I can see, the most prolific band going today.
1: Just yeah, I, I think I looked a lot quickly. Did, they had like five albums out last year or yeah, something. Five
0: albums last year they've averaged pretty much two albums a year.
1: That's some impressive going.
0: It really is. It's they've only been going since about 2012 and I think they're on 11 albums or something like that.
1: That's crazy.
0: And it's I mean well um, I'm going to save it for the, uh, a bit later but so, so what did you um yeah. what did you think of it when you listened
1: to it? Uh well first of all when you sent it to me I looked it up and we've already mentioned about the album artwork <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, but then I saw just, how many tracks there are on this? So it's split out on the the streaming service that I was used for it, uh, and I I think I joke with being mentioned to you that I'm never going to be able to remember which it, each track was because there's just so many of them. Oh, but I can't then remember you, what for, yeah. But then, as you've quite rightly said, it's split into these three separate tracks, and uh, once you said that, it became a lot easier to sort of. I could group the tracks together and listen to the track itself rather than trying to just get through the entire album in one go, which yeah. was more of a struggle to me, yeah, that's not for cool. any reason other than just it was a lot to take in at once
0: it is and they are they are distinct yeah packages of music
1: they are yeah it's you... it's very different between sort of the first and second tracks and the third track i thought mm.
0: i would yeah I would agree yeah. with that it's the um yeah. going sort of against the. Still sort of working out some of the rough edges of the podcast, but my yeah. thinking was for the album or the, the piece of media that I'm going to be suggesting isn't necessarily going to be a good introduction. It'll just be okay. related because there are better King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard albums to get into. I'm okay. just going to call them King Gizzard from now on because I'm, I'm going to find yeah. that at some point. But, um, That's fine. <laughs> this is their most uniformly metal-sounding album, so it was them the closest I could sort of bring to the Gojira comparison. Okay. Um Yeah, but this was an album from one of the five of last year. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of things that... There's a thing called the Gizverse, which is like their albums... Like, they take riffs from previous albums and put it in for a bit. They, okay. They create stories that loop together. Okay. So it's like if you delve further into it, you'll you'll think and like, oh, that was from the start of that bit, or there was that flute riff that came in, and that's from another another song or whatever it was. Sure. So that there's a lot. It's 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 one that's like it helps if you've listened to all those other ones that like you can spot all the references. But right. like I say, it's their overall heaviest long form album. I think and that's why okay. I suggested it. Okay.
1: Well. I might have to uh, look into it more then because I sort of, I've i not made notes like you did and I feel like I should have done now because there's probably a lot of things that I'll have forgotten that I wanted to talk about. No, no but I did notice that when I was doing a... Uh, I was reading the lyrics as I went through, Yeah, which is different to what I normally do because normally I just listen to it, but it's such a lyric-driven album. Yeah, well, it's... That I, think... I, just, I think I needed to go through it.
0: So, sorry, I think Anthony Fantano on The Needle Drop described it as post audiobook rock.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fair enough that. Yeah. Because, because I think once I had the lyrics in front of me and I could see what was going on through it, it just made more sense to me. Yeah, I that's think it's the best way I can describe it. Because if I'd have just done what I normally do, had it on in the background and sort of listened to it, I would have got the music and I would have got some of the lyrics, but I don't think I would have been able to piece it together as well. Hmm. I think it's one of these albums where you have to have intent to pay attention to it, at least in the beginning, to fully appreciate it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. It's, um... It's certainly their most uh, overtly prog effort.
1: Right. Um,
0: or hard, hard, like, sort of prog metal slash, because they, yeah. they released another album last year you know, that um, was arguably more progressive in certain elements, but Overall, it's certainly not one of their easy listening albums, but I thought you might appreciate some of the heavier uh, elements of it
1: I did yeah it's uh I, was, I was try to well I think if i when we start diving into the tracks, I'll be able to sort of yeah put words to my thoughts better maybe
0: well we can do that or, now if you if you'd like
1: yeah okay, okay, yeah, so
0: we're yeah. diving into the first one, which is called the Tale of the altered Beast,
1: yeah, so I think this is my favorite sweet track whatever you want yeah. to call it on the album of the three uh partly because it's the one that i think because it's started it's the one that i've remembered the most okay that's fair yeah um
0: i would say it's certainly the but, best one they do live because okay. it's the one that comes off the best live.
1: yeah but um i think it's just it was really interesting because when i first listened to it i was doing what i normally do where i sort of had the headphones in and don't pay as much attention and then realised that wasn't going to work, so got the lyrics <laughs> up and everything. But even then, I could still roughly tell what was going on. Yeah. And I've not delved too much into exactly what everything means in all of the songs, but this song, as best as I can tell, is about someone meeting this half-human, half-bear, I think it is. Yeah. And sort of this growing fashion, fashion, fascination with it and wanting to become a beast like this. Yeah. And then either I didn't figure out whether it was merging with the altered beast at the end, or whether it was just becoming one through other means. But
0: it's one of the least clear of the three. I'd say it's probably the least clear narratively. Yeah, but it's um, so I'd say musically one of the most impressive ones. But yet, yeah, the idea like essentially it goes from he sees the altered beast, and at the end becomes mm. an altered beast, then dies yeah. in spoilers um, yeah
1: <laughs> i had the clear is in the life death track yeah. name but <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's time for yeah. you to die die yeah die yeah,
1: yeah. so like- that that was something that i really wanted to pick out is that the narration over the music that mm. i thought fit really well and the whatever you call it the post audio book rock yeah it just it worked really well because you could sort of you could see the two perspectives in the story between whether it was being sung or whether it was being spoken about by the narrator.
0: Yeah, it is um, It is handy to have going through it. I think sometimes yeah. I thought it was mixed a bit badly or it was spaced a bit yeah. badly, but I, I think it was a really... Um, I know I heard a lot of com- uh, reviews who complained about the narration saying it just dragged on too much, they got sick of it. I thought it was quite mm. It was unique and it was interesting. It kept me going narratively through the, the album.
1: Yeah, I think it's quite an interesting way of doing it as well because there are some bits of it where the lyrics are basically the same thing. It'll just be alter me, alter me, alter me, yeah, on repeat. It's altered like beast,
0: alter me, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's not to say that that's a bad thing to do, but the narration helps keep the story moving along. Whereas maybe if they'd have done it in a more lyrical verse style, mm-hmm. it would just, it would have detracted away from it a bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh, their, their typical lyrical style is sort of stream of conscience, a lot of repetition sort of stuff. Yeah. Which I do, I really like anyway, but it's not very conducive to a concept narrative album.
1: No, I th- again, like I say, it was one of these ones, I had to have the lyrics in front of me to truly grasp yeah. what was going on, but that's not necessarily a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some great musical bits in it. with the. Um... Yeah. And going back to seeing, I've seen them do it live, and the mm. bit where there's just like a half second of just screaming like um, feedback and it goes straight back into mm. a riff is amazing yeah. to see live. It's Musically, I'd say probably the best on the album.
1: Yeah. And I've not really spoken about the music too much yet. And it's sort of... Because the lyrics were so prominent, I didn't necessarily absorb the music as much. Okay. But I did notice that... I'm trying to think what the best way to describe it is, but all I can think is this organised chaos sort of idea where it's when you first listen to it you're sort of like oh my god what's going on here Mm. but it all just works really nicely like they've got all the instruments who sort of they're weaving in and out of each other and sort of helping to move the track along with the story and uh, this is why I wasn't ever good think about becoming a music reviewer, because I just cannot <laughs> get the right words to describe what I mean.
0: But, no, but I, I do understand what you mean. Organised chaos, is it's not a phrase I've ever heard associated with them, but it's actually a very, very apt description of them in many of yeah. their cases, because they do do a lot of uh, mellower, sort of chilled, relaxed sort of stuff. But when they really kick into gear, yeah, it's something that you do tell from them, that its it sounds frantic and crazy but it's so tight they aren't a sloppy yeah. band in the slightest the amount of energy and exuberance they put into their music without letting it get sloppy is astounding yeah, this, thought.
1: yeah this is it like, i i could tell that they put so much thought into the entire thing and they hadn't glossed over anything everything was as it was meant to be but it just there's some bits of it where I thought, oh my God, what's going on here? Like, I think that feedback that you were talking about, mm-hmm. when I first heard that, I was going, oh, what's going on here? And then it jumps back in. Yeah. You go, oh, that's so well done. It's just, yeah, it was a real surprise to me because I just, I didn't know what I was going to be getting when you said, oh, it's tangentially related. Yeah. And having known nothing about them bar the two-line description that <laughs> I get with the, uh, the artist page on the streaming. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're an odd one to try and pigeonhole. Given how, if they're going to release two albums, then two albums a year, then five albums a year, they're yeah. not. They're going to be a very, very disparate collection. They have jazz yeah. albums, they have prog albums, they have folk albums, they have everything.
1: But yeah, and I'm, that's not, good I'm
0: glad that you at least enjoyed it, and you weren't going. This is just rubbish, repetitive talking noise. You know.
1: No. Well, I- <laughs> I mean, I've listened to some death metal albums where you can barely tell when the song ends, and <laughs> it's all just—it's all just a wall of noise. So I'd like to think that I've got quite an open mind about things. But <laughs> I mean, that's—I no, something... really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is something that's quite important when it comes to this sort of project—is to go into it open with an open mind and not have any sort of "Oh, I'm not going to like this." Mm.
1: No, and I, I sort of—I was confident going in because I sort of trust your judgment. That if it's going to be absolute. Garbage. You weren't going <laughs> to give it to me unless you were feeling really cruel. Yeah, no, that but would be a bit too much. I'd, I had faith that you would at least give me something that I would enjoy. probably quite like. Yeah, yeah. which it did. So or it would
0: be it would be something you sh- it would be worth listening to, even if you weren't going to enjoy yeah. it. Yeah,
1: yeah, something that even if I didn't enjoy it personally, I could appreciate what it was.
0: Mm. Okay, well, that's yeah. good. And then we move on to the um, second suite, as we'll call it. Which is yeah. the uh, assuming you've been done with the first one? Yes, yeah, yeah. So we move on to uh, the Lord of Lightning versus the Balrog. Yes, <laughs> which
1: but it's just, it, it's just an amazing concept. It uh, is
0: really like it's one. I think it's just, narratively it's a very interesting one. Yeah. Musically, it's probably got most of the references um, because, okay. like I say, there's a bit the bit in the flute, the flute bit with Balrog, mm. is from their acoustic album. They. The very in- the first intro bit, the sort of riff that sort of builds up, then just goes nowhere, is from another album, which right, is okay. a, in- it's a riff from an entire song, right? okay. just thrown in there for some reason.
1: Right, I feel like I need to go and visit these uh, back albums and then come back to it so that I can understand and appreciate it more.
0: I can give you further yeah. examples to listen to, but we'll get to that in a, in a bit.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But yeah, this um, yeah. this one was a, this was the because they, they they still released singles from this album. And when uh, I say okay. they've released, or well, they've released promotional videos, but what they did, they just released like suites two and three as entire, like, 10 minute videos. Right. Okay. So they released <laughs> a, about over a half of the album just for free.
1: Uh, that was good of <laughs> Yeah.
0: And it was, um, but this was the second one that they released. And they're, um, yeah, it's, I really enjoyed when I first heard it. It got me so pumped for the album. I was like, yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't wait for this. And just because the, um, The riff, I think, is amazingly good. It's a bit repetitive at points, but it's... With a bit where they just sort of kick into a riff and they do the screaming, like, ooh, sort of thing. Yeah. Really, really good.
1: Yeah, I I did really enjoy this one. Uh, Probably slightly less than the one before it, but Mm. I I thought this was, as a collective suite, it was more sort of, the cohesive story from start to finish, I understood without needing to read the lyrics over and over again. Yeah. Without having to,
0: this is clearer, certainly, yes.
1: Yeah, but I thought the story itself was quite well. To me, it was quite funny, but <laughs> it just worked so well because there was just this bizarre idea of the Lord of Lightning who fires lightning at a corpse that becomes a Balrog that starts trying to destroy a town. <laughs>
0: And then they fight in <laughs> the end just, and they kill, yeah. well, he kills the Balrog. It's-
1: and then just flies away at the end. And it just, <laughs> it, it was just something that, it was just so ridiculous. Like, to ignored me. away. But it just, it worked. Because <laughs> it- like, they're clearly not taking it too seriously. Yeah. Like, they must be able to look at it and objectively say, this is quite funny. <laughs> uh, especially with the next. Sweet, that comes along. We but have we'll a ten. We have a, a
0: ten-second section where we just say Balrog like twenty times. That's all we do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. but yeah, but no, I it, think it was. Oh, I can't remember which song it is, but when uh, they start talking about the how they're starting to get into the fight, and it turns into this very sort of Gregorian chanting
0: read. sort of like, yeah,
1: it's like the, you could see that being a build-up to a fight. Yeah, in any sort of other media, whether it be film or TV or even just on a sort of classical music suite, less so, but yeah. it sort of they had more of that cohesive flow with the story, I thought, musically. Mm. Uh, which maybe the first one didn't have so much, yeah, I think because it just seemed to be this crazy situation. But I still like both of them, I just thought they were very different tracks, which was just very interesting to me.
0: Yeah, I enjoy. I did enjoy them, and I do appreciate how, say, one I think focuses more on the narrative structure, one on the musical structure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, again, I think I would agree with you that I say I like The Altered Beast um, more than The Lord of Lightning. But I, d- I yeah. do like both.
1: I do like both as well. I think yeah, it's sort of, again with Gojira, when I said this is my least favourite it was yeah. in the grand scheme of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, put it this way. I, I like this album, and it was like their second worst last year, in my opinion. Okay, like, it was. I would only put it fourth out of fifth out of out of the five albums they did last year, and I still really like it. But yeah, I I, I I I'll get onto my overall feelings on the album, but
1: the um. Okay.
0: Then we move on to Sweet Three, which is yes,
1: very different to the first two. I thought Hantayumi.
0: It's an, yes. an it's an anagram of humanity.
1: It's so, yeah. so clever. <laughs> I did get that actually yeah. without having to look that up. I, really? like, I had to be explicitly
0: to be told do... that, and it's sort of like, oh, oh that is actually quite clever. Was... He, he duped me. Yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah um... no, that, that's the one bit I did get without having to. <laughs> this, yeah. this one, um,
0: it... <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I'm I'm more stumbling because I don't know how what the action is going to be when I say this is my favourite one from the album. <laughs> this is my absolute okay, favourite one. I love this one so much.
1: Because it's just cause bonkers. It is bonkers. I will give you that. I mean, my bro- I would probably put it last on the album. That's fair. But I mean, I think it's just because when I was reading through the lyrics, it was just so well. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, this was my. This was the first taste of the album that we got. Um, right. Because it was the first one they put out, and I don't. I remember at the time thinking, oh, this is going to be the best album I've ever had in my life. Because I was, I was already a big King Gizzard fan. Then they were putting yes. out this. Ostentatious prog project that was still so silly, but so you like my brother is really, really tired of the Hantayumi voice automation thing, right? Like he can't stand it. (laughs) Like he gets and like they, they, they keep cropping up in like some of the later albums they put out. Like they would just have him just like end an album by going, hello, and then just (laughs) he'd be like, ah, he'd put it in there again. But I I really liked it because it's just. The, got such a great the music I think is just so groovy. Well, a lot of the bits like say when it's just the robot voice talking. Yeah. And they just have this really tight groove in the background and then it'll go into something like Vomit Coffin, which is Yeah. One of the weaker bits of the it's album. I will well, grant you vomit coffin is a bit weird, but
1: Yeah. That's a yeah. That was probably my least favourite bit of it. Yeah. As a whole, because I, I agree with you, the sort of the grooves throughout the background of it were really good. I really enjoyed it.
0: But then they had something um, like Digital Black, which is one of the like w- the way when it starts, the way the track pretty much opens up, which I thought was one of their more metal sort of sounds. Yeah. Just a like. Yeah. Oh, dear, that hurt. <laughs> um, that really, I really like that bit of the track. And the outro yeah. I think is amazing i 've heard some people complain about it that it 's repetitive. it goes on too long, but I just love it
1: yeah. I, It was good as a sort of like a grand finale yeah. to everything. I think, as I was listening to it, I was reading the lyrics, and I was focusing so heavily on the lyrics and just because the story' about this cyborg building a machine that vomits and dies for him, <laughs> which is one of the most metal things that I can think of. <laughs> It's, but it was just, I don't know, something in my brain just was not horrified by it, but just slightly disgusted by it. It which was gross. Get me wrong. It, it was gross, but then as it was going through, it's just like, oh,
0: it drops from my crotch onto the floor, and with a heavy slap, it
1: hits the ground.
0: It's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. it's just
1: yeah, but it's so visceral that it was. <laughs> it was perfectly describing it and it's just it made me slightly uncomfortable but in a good way
0: <laughs> it's the murder of Which, the universe it should make you uncomfortable
1: well this is it like <laughs> they're, they're making no uh illusions that this is just a horrible thing that's happening and it's vomiting is filling up the entire space of the universe and it,
0: i mean yeah it's, it's i do completely un- i'm being a bit flippant when i'm saying like oh it's the best it, like you know it's amazing I really do understand why someone would have a problem enjoying it and why they would consider it the weakest part of the album.
1: Yeah, I really. I think. Yeah, I think I could keep listening to it, and I'd be perfectly happy to listen to it, but maybe not reading the lyrics through while I'm doing it.
0: Don't watch the video then, because they sort of the the lyrics just flash up the whole bit because it's like a text to speech thing. The lyrics just start typing themselves out.
1: Right, duly noted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Streamer only. Streamer only. Yeah.
1: But yeah, overall, I just it's it was so different to the other two that it felt like quite a nice change of pace Mm -hmm. as well because they've clearly gone from like I think the first one could quite easily be a folk tale, the second one sort of I think they started off by saying like this is a tale that I've never told before about the lightning, the Lord of Lightning and the Balrog, so they're both quite you could see them as. Folk tales that have been passed down, being talked about, yeah, whereas the last one it's very well, now we're in the future, and here's what the future's like,
0: everything dies but. under vomit, yeah, but yeah. It, it's also it yeah. is told in the present sense as well, because it's um well mostly anyway actually I am thinking about it this sometimes, but the ending at least is very much like this is what's happening right now, yeah, like I am one million times the size I and it just yeah. expands and grows and grows and grows
1: yeah it was a overall it was a interesting album to throw me in i did enjoy it mm. uh like i say I it's
0: think... it's 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 the odd sort of situation i'm in when i get suggested an album that's a good intro album hmm. that m- might necessarily mean like a related album might not be the best it might not be the best um intro into another pe- pe- uh, person's work even if it is the best related piece.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I I really did enjoy it. Hmm. It's not necessarily something that I would have picked myself to ever listen to. I probably would have seen it and gone, whoa, what's that? Let's leave that alone. I'd
0: I'd say (laughs) the two that you should listen to, uh, if you want to get into King Gizzard, the two you should listen to are either Nonagon Infinity or I'm In Your Mind Fuzz. Okay. And those two are much better introductions to the band's work. Like they're sort of variety of sounds and everything, and they're much. Okay. I think I think they're better albums.
1: Okay. There's a lot of uh, mentions. I can't remember which song it's in. Is it in the final suite to Nana
0: Yeah. It's um. Yeah. This is sort Or of, is um, it in the is, second one? Um. It's in the second one. It's in um. Yeah. Where they go, Nana Nana That's it. Yes. It's the um. Yeah. Because there's the album from 2016. It was called Nonagon Infinity, and it was, um, the album that sort of broke them into the worldwide sort of sphere. Okay. Like, cause that, those, the two albums that came one after the other. No, they weren't actually, sorry, but there's, are two of their biggest albums are Nonagon Infinity and I'm in Your Mind, Fuzz. And they're, they're most, they're the, they're the best entry points. So at least, at least I can recommend them at this point, at this juncture. Those are the best right. entry points for that band. Okay. And there might be a, a future podcast where. I suggest that for someone to listen to, and go into greater detail yeah. then. But they have a lot of emerging themes that come up in this album. So a lot of the riffs they use are from other albums. Right. Like just the ones that are just the ones that are just there in the background or just there for ten seconds are from another yeah. album.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it, I'll definitely have to give them a try then because it'll be interesting to sort of be able to put context back into them.
0: Yeah. It'll be. A bit Yeah. It's it's an interesting journey to go on at least.
1: Yeah, okay. So well, I've glad the. Uh, I took the journey in that album, definitely.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, you certainly, I think, I think most people I would have suggested it to would have clocked out about, would have clocked out before the vomit section. So yeah. you, um, you persevered. So that's fair.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in full admittance, that's the one I listen to the least okay. because if it it's the one it you just, enjoyed the least and very enough, so, yet. Yeah. yeah, but definitely the first two thirds of the album you could see quite happily recommending to people. I think you'd have to maybe give a pre warning. That last one's a bit (laughs) vomity (laughs) maybe, but bit chunky. That last, that last a bit chunky. A bit (laughs) Bit chunky. chunky.
0: Yeah. (laughs) 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 So that pretty pretty much brings the uh, podcast to a close, I think. Um, Yeah. Thank you very much for, for joining me. Um,
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It's it's, been good fun. It's
0: going to be an interesting journey, but uh, I think we've started off very well because it's, I've I've learned I can get into a, a bit of groove metal or death metal or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, definitely.
1: And um, there's there's plenty of bands that I could uh, give you recommendations off based off that. I but, mean, if, uh, if you want no, to for...
0: list them off now, because I, I did a bit with the with King Gizzard just then. So if you wanted to um, give a, a, uh, a wider ooh. shotgun blaster recommendations,
1: now that I'm on the spot, I can't think of anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you could at least uh... you can give me. I, I can put some in the notes. Like the notes underneath the podcast or anything like that. So,
1: yeah, I think yeah. Trying to think of any off the top of my head now is not going to go well. I would probably just think of like ones that immediately come to mind. I but...
0: mean, we we already mentioned the Satanist by Behemoth.
1: Yes, was it? Yeah, we did.
0: Behemoth. I don't know how you.
1: I I always pronounce it Behemoth, but I could be very wrong about that. Anyhow, that's
0: always that's one. Um, yeah, check uh, listener can check the the notes beneath the podcast to find some more. Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to promote? Anything you're doing?
1: Uh, no. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm not doing anything. That makes me sound like a really boring person, doesn't it?
0: I mean, you're not doing any sort of like artistic endeavour that people need to check
1: out or anything like that. Yeah, maybe one day in the future All right. and then I can come back on and I can promote it then. <laughs> I mean, like that's the thing. Like it's,
0: it's um, This podcast has certainly got potential for just having you could come back on again you could have as many episodes as you want really because it's yeah it's not it's not the um you can have any, anyone on as many times as i want really as long as they're bringing some new thing for me to listen to
1: oh there's definitely things i can point you out whether you'd like them or not <laughs> is a different question but <laughs>
0: i'm certainly willing to find out That that's the point
1: yeah well if you ever want a uh Dropping in at the shallow end for power metal, then uh, hit me up oh, pa- I well, that's, do that for you. Hang
0: on, I'm going to make a note of that. It's also called thrown in at the shallow end, but never mind. Ah, um, uh, I, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get the name of my established brand wrong? Yeah. <laughs> power metal. I'm so
1: sorry. I'll have to get it on a T-shirt so that I can uh, look at it and remind <laughs> myself. I'll get the merch
0: stall up and, up and running. Okay, Dave. I've made. A, I have actually made a note of that power metal because that's certainly something I can come back to. Excellent. Brilliant. Well, oh, thank you very much for for joining us.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, like I say.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> oh, well. Uh this has been Thrown In at the Shallow End, episode one. Hopefully it, it develops and grows forever. Like a big pile of vomit. Ta everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>